comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. You're listening to the Jersey Shore Podcast. Hey everybody and welcome to Jersey Shore. I'm Jordan from Jersey, joined as usual by Pierce. Hey guys. And we're joined again by Kevin, who was on our Future of Television episode. Hello. And a newcomer to the show, Dylan. How you doing, Dylan? Doing well. How are you? Doing well. Just a quick spoiler warning. As you might expect, this episode does have spoilers for pretty much anything in Man of Steel. It also has a brief, out-of-context spoiler for Star Trek Into Darkness and some discussion of a cut plot from Prometheus. No real spoilers from the actual movie, but of a cut plot. So if you wanted to avoid either of those for some reason, uh, just be aware they are here. We all just went to see about, what, an hour ago? We, we stopped to eat some yeah, pizza in between. Yeah. But we just got back from seeing Man of Steel from Warner Brothers, directed by Zack Snyder, written by David S. Goyer. I believe there might have been a co-writer in there, possibly Jonah Nolan, but I don't know off the top of my head. Uh, I only know Nolan did it. That's all I know. Well, and, and Christopher Nolan was executive producer, starring Henry Cavill as Kal-El, Clark Kent, Superman, who was Jor-El. That was Russell Crowe. That was Russell Crowe. I forget who played Lara. I don't have no... Please, you're pointing to me for names, okay? Like, you know how this goes. Okay, and, and I'm equally as bad. I'm exhausted right now. I'm functioning purely on caffeine and sugar. And so the rest of the names don't really care, but it's... it's The chick from Enchanted, right? Amy, Amy Adams. Adams. Amy Adams, yes. Uh, I almost said Laura, as Laura Amy. Croft, but no, as Lois Lane. Laura <laughs> Croft. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, fantastic. I just his, know my red. What's his name? Yeah, is Perry seriously. White? What's who's the guy who played Perry White? Uh, also, Andy. Lawrence Fishburne. Lawrence Fishburne. Lawrence Fishburne. I knew it. I knew it because I wanted I wanted Matrix references with all the like the babies and the things. They're like Matrix, Matrix. No. And I forget who played Jonathan Kent, but um, I know it's a big name uh, actor. It's Kevin Ke- Costner. Kevin Costner. I know more names than you right now. And Martha Kent was. I have no idea who that was. Is. A big name actress. Uh, I can't think of it off the top of my head, but it doesn't matter. And then Zod. Zod played by Michael Shannon. Feora played by, I believe she's Israeli, and I couldn't pronounce her name even if I knew it. Um, although she was excellent, I thought. And Christopher Maloney was in it. Tamo Pennicott was in it. Um, the other guy from Battlestar Galactica who was involved with the um, the mutiny on the on the oh, Battlestar, yeah. he was in it. He was also in Watchmen, by the way, but speaking, very quickly. Speaking of uh, Battlestar, can we make a real quick side note about the trailers and the Riddick trailer? And Starbuck is in the new Riddick movie, and I had no idea. And not the character, but the actress who played Starbuck well, yes, in the obviously they're not in the television movies. reboot. As oh. great as that would be. But, um. <laughs> when she died and became an angel ghost, she then went to no, the Riddick she universe. No, God, okay? Like, I <laughs> think it was pretty obvious she was God. Sure. <laughs> uh, everything about that last season of Battlestar was completely <laughs> obvious and made total sense based on everything that had come before. You're exactly but right. back to Superman. I received a tweet from Brian at Philly Radio Geek on Twitter, and he said in the midst of a, a longer conversation, Hey, Jordan from Jersey, that is a topic for a podcast episode all its own. Why doesn't Superman have more fans? So, spinning out of that, what are your general thoughts on Superman? Are you a fan, completely, take this movie completely out of it. Are you a fan of Superman? Why, why not? And if you're not, why don't you like Superman, and why don't you think more people do? So, Pierce, why don't you start, and we'll go yeah. back around towards me. I have a new love of Superman. 
Um, and I, and by new, I mean the last year or two. I've really been reading a lot more um, of the of the good name Superman stuff. Um, so I went through, and I just recently finished. I think I'm, we mentioned in a previous podcast, Red Sun, uh, which, which is a really is, fun book. Yeah, uh, which is uh, what happens if you know Superman landed in Soviet Russia instead of America. Uh, you know, and after you dig through, you know, reading the you know origin story seven different times, um, seven you, completely different ways. Yes, which the, in case people are wondering, the current is uh, birthright. I believe is the current canon. Um, I think it's the most popular recent one. I don't know if it's the most recent current canon. Uh, but uh, so because I was like think like what two thousand eight nine or so. So yeah. they've had several years, which means about four different reboots of the Superman Well, they didn't, even, they didn't even do it. But uh, the, the point being, I, I very much like Superman. And, and really came about when I actually read Kingdom Come. And that was my first uh, real introduction to the character of Superman. Because before, I, I did what everyone else did. It was all like, oh, he can be beat by a green rock, but he can beat anyone else. What's but this time, one? he's got a ponytail. Yeah. No, um... <laughs> I really like Kingdom Come just because it, it really showed, like, the world looks to him for st- everything. Like, the standard of how to act, what to do, how do you deal with that weight on your shoulders? How do you be the moral, upright, whatever, in, in that time? And touching on, um, I don't think we've had a chance to talk about this, but um, Avengers issue number 12, talking about the whole... With Hyperion? With Hyperion and Thor, and I thought it's actually a good parallel to how I think about Superman, about the whole, you know, when you have everything, your responsibility is to look to everyone else then. And that's kind of how I view Superman, a man who has everything and is then looking to the good of everyone else because of that. And so that's why, that's where my love of Superman really comes from. So you, so, you do have a love for Superman? Oh, yes, yeah, yeah. Okay. Kevin, what is your... This again. This movie completely aside. What are your general thoughts on Superman? Fan, not a fan, and if not, why? Uh, I'm not a huge kind of canon guy, so I know very little of the comic side. What little I do know is mostly Marvel. So, which he does not generally appear in. So, <laughs> yeah, <I> was, <laughs> one time, oh, is it like the Amalgam Universe <laughs> or the crossovers, which has happened two or three times. Yeah, it didn't end up very well. So, my general opinion of Superman is not really based on a lot of knowledge or background information. Just, I, I just think uh, he he's kind of the main superhero, you know, when of DC, you, yeah, sure, of, of everything. When you when you think of superhero, I imagine the first picture that comes to most people's mind is an old grainy picture. Of I would Superman say up until about ten years 20. ago, you're probably exactly right. Now it's a little bit more muddy. Now but, it's Batman, but f- until about ten years ago, and mm-hmm. for the fifty or so years preceding it, because we're to the seventy fifth anniversary of Superman this year, yeah, um, and, yes, and only the fifty first of Spidey. So yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, I just I did know that. Um, so I would just, I just think uh, from what I know of him, I just think he's too much. I think there's there's too much. I guess superpowers wise, yeah, there's just too much going on. He's there. OP. Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty he's much. What yeah. if like, I what told you... you originally he couldn't fly? Yeah. Uh, he could literally leap tall buildings in a single bound. That's why. That's why that's a thing. That that does make more sense. I yeah. I still think he would be too OP. The problem is he can fly now. Right. Yes. yes. It doesn't matter what he used and to be. Ice able to do. breath and X ray vision yeah, and yeah. vision just and all every, the visions. It just yeah. Too much, you know? Yeah. But alright. Yeah, that so, w- that would go into kind So this, of my this is opinion. Dylan speaking now, yeah. just so we everybody can f- figure out who the voices are. Yeah. Um I mean I've never been a huge fan of Superman. I've always I don't have a lack of love for him. I don't not like him or anything, but I don't follow him too closely or anything. Uh mostly because like Kevin said, he's just too much it's just he's i've heard it described once every time he gets in a predicament that he can't overcome 
they just give him a new superpower. And that seems In the 30s be, and 40s, that was pretty much literally true. Yeah, yeah, that just seems to be what's going on. And he's just gotten so much. He's like the amalgamation of every super superhero ever made. Well, I mean, he's like, he's in many ways, and yes, there are a few minor exceptions, but mm-hmm. pretty much the original superhero. So it's more that everything else was derived from yeah. him. You know, it's kind of like Watchmen. You know, if you read Watchmen yeah. in, in when it first came out, you've never seen anything like it. If your first experience exposure to Watchmen, which a Zach, Zach Snyder con- connection here, yeah. was the movie. You're like, well, I've seen 90% of this before. Yeah, because a lot of things ripped off Watchmen yeah. in the 20 years after the book came out. You know? now, yeah. now, let me say to you, what if what if the real draw of Superman was not, is he going to beat this villain, but what is he going to do when he does? Like, And I think that was actually what they really tried to emphasize with Zod, and we'll get to that in later. The, in the yeah. yeah, it was yeah. like, and, and it actually it's goes more of against... A pers- it's like a character thing. It goes against canon in that Superman's very anti-killing. I would say that it didn't go against canon, just based on how it was played, but we can get into yeah. that when we get mm-hmm. into it. But, it, he, it, you know, so, like, that's, and that's actually, <laughs> read King of Clown, because it really gets right. out of that, like, Joker kills how many people over and over and over again, Superman doesn't kill him, and refuses right. to do so, and that becomes the whole focal point of that whole book. And so it's this thing of, not, does he beat the villain, but how does he treat that villain, how does the world look to him, and how does he stand up for what's right in that? And so that's what I've come to realize about him, and not like, yeah. is he going to beat him? He's going to beat him. Like, that's not even the question. <laughs> yeah. So Sometimes you're asking how, but not often. Yeah. But in that respect, it's, I don't know, I guess they just don't play that part up too much. Exactly. And that's that's where the downfall is. If that's what you're focusing on, yeah, that's a great aspect of him, and that's a great thing to love and appreciate Superman for, but that's not what is played out often. You have to look for that. You have to want that. That's not what's just given to you. You're given the action. You're given the fantasy. You're given the justice and the power. But if you want the character and the storyline, you kind of have to dig a little deeper. Yeah. So to round out the discussion, um, I may have said this on the show before. I don't know if I've said it on this podcast before. Um, Definitely on like LOD and stuff. But I am... Not a Superman fan, at least. Does not interest me at all, and it's for all of the above reasons. He's OP, he's overpowered. I generally he's a really. Person. I really generally. <laughs> well, but no. But I mean, you, you take his I don't kill as a positive, and yeah. I take that as a super negative. Not in, in, in and of itself. I'm, I'm fine. Like, my, one of my favorite super, superheroes is Peter Parker Spider Man, yeah. and he has the same idea. That said, it does get over philosophized to the point of. Well, you know, I'm I'm fine with a superhero not killing. Yeah, it's when they start lecturing other superheroes about it, where it's like, give it a rest. You know, like I don't care about your philosophy of the greater good, which allows for millions and millions of people to be slaughtered. So you might someday convince a psychopath like the Joker or a sociopath, or whatever, like the Joker, to not be what he's been for 75 years. Yeah. Well. So for all those reasons, and I just I generally find the character, and again, this is completely separate from Man of Steel. Just boring, like and and, yeah. and it's, I do like like the old Max Fleischer cartoons, the those thirties or forties. I forget off the top of my head, but the black and white cartoons. I grew up on them, and I thought they were really cool. They're fun. He's not as op there. I mean, it's still back when he was yeah. jumping tall buildings in a single bound. And so to transition into the movie, when these trailers were coming out, the first one didn't really grab me. The second one was pretty good. That third one, and I think we talked about this in the in the summer movie preview yeah. episode. Blew me away. The score, the emotion evident in the trailer, all the themes they were playing with, the way it looked, the action, all of it spoke to me, and I was like, 
I might now have an entry point into a Superman I could care about. This looks cool. So that was that was my my approach going into this movie of this could be the one. And I, I mean, this could be the I don't one. think we've talked about like the other Superman movies on the show before, but I've seen the original Superman movies. I quite you know like one and two I quite enjoy. They're kitschy and and campy and and milk toast, <laughs> but they're 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 fun what and enjoyable. Said milk toast. Milk toast. Google it, folks. Um, <laughs> I, I want to know about milk toast and how I can get it. It's it's uh, like a milk steak. <laughs> You're giving me these things that are milk flavored. From it's always sunny. Milk oh, steak. Oh, oh. Uh, okay. And Skittles. <laughs> Forget about that. Uh, what are your hobbies? Uh, magnets. <laughs> yeah, I like magnets. Like magnets. So that that was my approach coming into this movie. My hopes, my dreams, and as to whether or not they, my hopes and dreams were fulfilled in the movie. We'll get to that as we proceed. But so now that we've gotten our backgrounds for Superman, let's go in the same order. Your general Say thoughts about this movie. It doesn't have to be, I give it a 5 out of 10, or whatever, or a, I really like the explosions, but just general short thoughts. Pierce, go first. General short thoughts. That's not going to happen. General Saad no. wasn't that short. I'd say he was average height. He talked weird and it bothered me. That's just how Michael Shannon talks. <laughs> it, it bothered me after a while. There's like, a f- there's a, I agree with you on a few properly. lines. There's a yeah. few, few lines where he gives. Like the one in the trailer, I will find him! Yeah. Like, I agree, great, you're an alien, but that's not how people talk. <laughs> yeah. That's weird. Like, come on, come on. Really? And then you say it six more times. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, so um, it was, I should just say as a warning, do not expect Avengers if you see it. Do not expect that. I, I viewed this as a work of art more than a superhero movie. Like, this was an artistic film that was Superman- and less a superhero movie. That it was much more sci-fi than it was. That, that's it was a good way of putting it. An artistic sci-fi movie. That, who Happened subject, to have Superman. Yeah, whose subject mm-hmm. matter was Superman. And, and so, uh, I know I read a lot of people were complaining about how dark of a tone it was, but I think that worked very well for setting the mood for what he had to face and deal with. Not the job so, that I keep cutting off, even though I keep doing that. But yes, you do, a lot. The reviews for this movie have been all over the map. I don't understand. I, I mean, and I'm talking people... People will take the same point, and either that is the thing they love about the movie, or yeah. that's the thing they hated about the movie, or someone will be like, I loved how much heart this film has. The next review will be, this movie had no heart, or yeah. it was too dark, or it wasn't dark enough. It, all over the map, the reviews. For the reasoning, for their actual scores, it's bizarre. I had no yeah. idea what to expect. As of, as of this morning, I believe Rotten Tomatoes was 59%. Yeah, which is, I mean, actually as an average for movies, not terrible, in terms of what the average movie is yeah, rated on there, but it was but, surprising. But for something that in its first day blew Avengers out of the water. Yeah, still not the number one opening. It might get the number one opening weekend, but not the number one um, midnight showing. That's still yeah. Dark Knight, I believe, or Dark Knight Rises. One of the probably two. Rises, but um, yes, Kevin, Kevin, go. Kevin, yes. say General thoughts about the movie, Kevin. Uh, I, I like Kevin. I said before, I don't know shut up much about okay. the canon or the comics, uh, but what I do know is movies. I watch a lot of movies. Uh, and from a movie standpoint, I, I unfortunately, I thought it was dreadful. Um, Interesting. Yeah, the the way that they were clearly using the score to manipulate the audience, I thought that was so obvious. Uh, the <laughs> it didn't make you feel? No. Uh, the fragmented storyline, uh, I thought the actors were not the roles where they should have been. I, I was just kind of upset with a lot of the story aspects of it. So. Okay. 
So sorry yeah. for being there's a doubt. So hey, no, no, no. There's, there's so many things I want to tear apart. Not tear apart, but like dissect in, this, in those sentences. I can already yeah. tell from just hearing your two and knowing what my opinion is. We're going to have just as divergent and crazy opinions as I, every I was going to say, yeah. So, this would be a ahead, perfect <laughs> example. I completely disagree with Kevin. Taking the uh, similar perspective as Pierce, I thought this was an amazing artistic work. You know, myself being a musician, I absolutely loved the score. I agree. <laughs> I, I agree it was used to manipulate a bit, but, but that it was used well. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And it was Hans Zimmer. I no, mean, no. Uh, no oh, yes, yes. Yeah, I'm sorry, right, yes. Hans Zimmer. I mean, he wrote The Lion King. He continued he with Pirates the of the Caribbean. The, the Dark Knight trilogy. Yeah. And, you know, he's a phenomenal stuff. orchestrator. And, and Inception, great score. Oh, yeah. So oh. just the fact <laughs> Someone had you, to do it. He wrote that. <laughs> when you actually look into what's behind that, it's know. actually pretty cool. He's it like, is. Jaws was too complicated. We're going even too <laughs> For a meta movie, it's also a very meta score, which I love. It is. But, but yeah. anyway. So continuing on like the artistic aspect, starting off with the origin, going through it did I I enjoyed the fact that it skipped around a bit. It jumped from... A lot his, of flashbacks. Right. His origin on the planet to a little bit of his modern life. He had a beard. Then it goes back to his childhood, his family beard. life. No beard when he's a child. <laughs> right. Suddenly, no beard. have a beard. Yeah. <laughs> so with the artistry of the movie jumping around, I mean, I really enjoyed that. Kevin didn't. But this is, again, a perfect example of the completely different opinions of this movie. How things that they did, some people absolutely loved it, some people didn't. Some people had a certain opinion of, you know, it's too dark. It's not dark enough. I thought it was artistically excellent. And interesting, you know, before I get to my opinion, just not even just divisive, because it's certainly very divisive, mm-hmm. and that's Zack Snyder in general, but divisive for not, like, one reason. Mm-hmm. Divisive yeah. for, like, seven reasons, and, reasons. and even within the people who liked it and the people who don't like it camps, their reasons are wildly divergent. Yeah. It's, yeah. it's interesting. So... My general thoughts, and we'll expand on all of these as we go around. I thought, I thought the score is amazing. I'm mm-hmm. definitely in the, um, you know, Hans Zimmer writes amazing scores, and I don't generally think of him as, you know, Kevin. You complained about the uh, the manipulation of emotion. I don't generally think that his scores is even touching on that normally. And there are exceptions, like in certain scenes in Inception, which are. Heartbreaking, but um, See, but I didn't get all emotional about Inception, and that's there was for another there was day. like two parts where it was rough for me, but um, where I mean like emotionally yeah. rough, and I thought that was See, good. this movie was emotionally rough for me, but yeah. but I thought he did exactly. I think it's supposed to be manipulative, and I thought it was employed very well. I love the theme, and when I say theme, the actual musical theme, um, which is used almost exclusively in the movie. Mm-hmm. There's pretty much one theme, yeah. and I'm sure there's others I just didn't catch, but there's one that's used predominantly, and I thought it was excellent. So score was great. I thought acting almost across the board was great. Almost, yeah. I almost. thought Laura was pretty bad, except for like two lines. Yeah, and granted, I mean, she's only in a very short portion of the she movie. She was very short. She didn't have a lot to say. Like, I, I can see where you're coming from, but again, I mean, I'm like, I know she's going to die, so what's the point? And a couple of Michael Shannon's lines were weird, but I felt they kind of worked for his version of the character, so it didn't bother me. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. So acting, in general... Fantastic, and I thought the casting was very good as well. Um, even to very small parts like uh, Feyora or Jenny Olsen or any of them, even people yeah. who are just the, the one female uh, army lady who I uh, a female army lady, the, the one army lady who or captain. I don't know yeah. if they gave yeah. the name. Very small part, very good. You yeah. know, the, the yeah. Battlestar actor, actors, small parts done very well. The guy right. from House of Cards. Guy from House of Cards. Uh, he was the assistant. Oh, yeah. See, now I think of him as the guy from... Because he was in 24. He was in Heroes. His name, I can't think of off the top of my head. It's, it's like a Zavalich or something. But he's in a bunch of stuff. I like him. Hmm. Um, 
now I've got to rewatch Heroes. Oh no, wait, no, I know. <laughs> uh, I, th- I think that, I think he's the same. That's guy. all I own, actually. Uh, it's the only one really worth watching. Yeah, exactly. And barely. Uh, <laughs> so score awesome, acting almost exclusively awesome, yeah. casting awesome. I thought visually, uh, like mm. you said, Dylan, and and I don't know if you were specifically talking about the visuals, Pierce, but but yeah, artistic, yeah. gorgeous yeah. visuals. Yeah. I thought the action was incredible. Yeah. And I thought the second half of the movie in general was really good. That said, for large stretches in the first half of the movie and for smaller stretches in the second half of the movie, I was incredibly bored. Oh, hmm. I, I, I was the exact opposite. And, and we'll get into yeah. that, but it was just, yeah. it, surpri- it surprised me because oh, I, I generally like Zack Snyder's work quite a bit, you know, Sucker Punch notwithstanding, but... Um, hey, I actually own that for reasons but the problem, I don't understand. The problems people Same. have with his films are not generally that they're boring. Oh, That's yeah. not ge- a general complaint. Mm. And for me, I was bored for long stretches of this movie. Me too. But the stuff yeah. that I wasn't bored at, I thought was incredible. Yeah. But it was pretty much any time someone wasn't punching somebody else, or Superman wasn't talking with one of his dads or Martha Kent, anything outside of those moments, I was incredibly bored. So, yeah, and so, so we'll get it. I mean, I'd still say net positive, but didn't blow me out of the water, and I'm not, like, suddenly the world's new biggest Superman fan or something. Hmm. But but so now, general thoughts are out of the way. You yeah. you seem like you have a lot you want to say. Well, so yeah, start well, let's, let's break down that, that last one if we can't. Like, I, I think, let me just say, like, as far as the action sequences go, I'm the exact opposite, and I thought they went too long. Because, like... The, it's it's my thing like it's Superman and they're all basically Superman like we get I thought it was really neat at first when they're having a fight in the middle of bullets and ignoring bullets <laughs> like I thought that was really neat but then after like ten seconds like oh look she's taking down army guys see I, I thought that seems amazing because she was like she was like moving so fast she was strobing from person to person and yeah. in 3D which great that was another thing generally I can find uh, I can. I can justify 3D yeah, and be like, was, this, this had really cool stuff. There was nothing there really was that nothing stood out at all. all. That part right there, I thought maybe, that one 20-second shot, yeah. aside from that, it did have an option for a non-3D IMAX, which they don't often yeah, have. Mm-hmm. So I'd say if you have that option in your area, see it. If you want to see this movie, yeah, see it in non-3D Save IMAX. a couple bucks, like, you're not getting anything. You definitely that. want to see it in the IMAX. You're just not going to get anything actually yeah. by the 3D. And um, I say that as a general 3D yeah. fan. But uh, there was just so much that was... That was non-action that I really liked. Like even the that scene in the um, when he was in what, interrogation room or whatever. Which interrogation room? The the Earth interrogation room or the Kryptonian the Earth one? Inter- okay. interrogation room. I'll say I'll say the one where he was strapped down in the bed in the ship though. When he got that smug look on his face, I was like, "All right, that's a pretty good smug look." He got that pretty well. But like, oh, I liked him as Superman. I thought he was I, very good. All all those like little little things, like when he just stood up and was like, "Oh, I'm gonna put my arms down and totally break these handcuffs apart." Like you know, I, like they were butter. Like not even yeah. flexing. Just, just like I'm gonna just, shrug now. Just like if he had just moved his hands. Yeah, <laughs> you know that's how it. And, and it was such good uh, fluid. And just all that interaction there is what really drove it for me. And like, or the interaction at the end when he brings down the drone, like all those things really made it for me. The action sequences, I'm like, okay, great. You guys hit like a freaking like nuke every single punch. I get it. I don't care. Like, move on to these story parts that are really driving it for me. And so that was my that was my antithesis to yours. And so, so again, very interesting yeah. that it's just like 
And, and not that Pierce and I, the listeners, know this, but not that we agree on everything or even everything. We, we agree no, on obviously. a lot. But I wouldn't even say necessarily the majority of things, but we're just, it's interesting that we're so diametrically oh, yeah. opposed on a lot of it. And again, I did not hate this movie. Still yeah. in that positive, but it is interesting. Yeah. And I have, I have sort of a combined opinion uh, in that. Like, not being a superhero, uh, Superman canon fan, I absolutely loved the storytelling. I, I agree it wasn't that fast-paced or... Um, well played out, but it was very intriguing, and that's what grabbed me. I, I went in there wanting to know, wanting to know more about Superman, and it gave it to me. I, I would say my problems are probably best boiled down to pacing, maybe. Okay. It was maybe the pacing of the non-action stuff where it was just... And like, as I said, there was, I really liked moments in them, mm-hmm. but it was just as an overall thing where I was getting very bored, you right, know, which... Yeah. If a, that that's like the number one negative thing that can happen to a person in a movie theater. If they're bored, that's a problem, yeah, you know, right. because a movie theater is like one of the most immersive experiences you could have theoretically. All the lights are off. You're just being, especially on IMAX, you're being bombarded with sound, yeah. and 3D images in this case. You know, if you are not paying attention just because you're not invested, that is a huge problem. Yeah, yeah. You, you should have a one-track mind, yeah. but... And I think that was one of that's a benefit to me not being a diehard Superman fan is that there was plenty that I was given from the movie that I hadn't seen before. Oh yeah. So if I go into the movie as a fan and you're going through these sequences, you know, you've seen it before. You've been there. It's that's it's true. it's nothing new. So it it doesn't intrigue you. Although this was point. a very new take on the origin, a lot of stuff. Uh, yeah, especially that uh, that was actually if I could say there was one thing that I want to cut more, it was the origin. Like, now, which part of the origin? Russell Crowe. Now, see, <laughs> here's the thing. Again, completely diametric inflation. You know what I want to see after this movie? More Russell Crowe? Not Man Gladiator. of Steel 2. I want to see the Jor-El movie. Because really? Because I... Lo- and I'm not even, like, a Russell Crowe fan in general. Like, I mean, I'm nothing against him. It's just the movies he does don't generally well, interest I me. I have it against him when he punches people in the face. But yes. <laughs> I think he threw a phone. But anyway. Um, <laughs> allegedly. But I want to see a, a prequel... General Zod jor movie. Because really? I was not bored even in the non-punchy moments of their scenes. And whenever Russell Crowe was on screen, I was transfixed. And again, not a Russell Crowe fan, really. Yeah. But I thought he was fantastic. That would be a great prequel. Like, they would yeah. be a united front because they weren't really... They, they kind of alluded to the fact that they weren't separated until very recently in the yeah. beginning of the movie. So I think that would be a great movie. You know, I thought that, yeah. was, that was cool. And kind of a side note on, again, the combination of uh, opinions... Like Pierce was saying, on some of the scenes that were just fantastic, I think one of the things that brought that out was attitude. Characters had attitude. They went toward everything with attitude. The scene that you were saying where uh, she was taking down the fight scene where she was taking down the army. Feora. The fact that, yeah, she was walking through bullets, she was phasing from person to person, but just the look on her face, like she did it with a little bit of... Yeah, smug, a little bit of of apathy, a little bit of angst. Like, kind of just walking through like a boss and yeah, just she, taking people she, out. She, there is no question in her mind that every other person around her is completely below her. Absolutely. You know, in every possible way. And, and there was uh, so when, much of that you in know, the movie. It's the line from Star Trek Into Darkness, I am better Yeah. everything. That was her persona embodied. But also with a tinge of respect, like with the SVU dude. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, Maloney. Oh, did you, did you catch the callback, by the way? What? One of the first times, like the first scene you're introduced to Lois Lane with, yeah. where she has that great little tête-à-tête with, with Christopher Maloney, yeah, yeah, yeah. and she basically alludes to, uh, well, I think she outright says it, 
can we stop the measuring contest now? Yeah. And uh, then when he meets Feora, he pulls out a knife and she pulls out a bigger knife. Uh, okay. I was like, that is a very good callback. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That was nice. I was hoping for a Dick Wolf reference, but no, okay, fair enough. <laughs> no, yeah, the smugness. There was a there was a lot of smugness yeah. in that movie, mm-hmm. and, and I think it, they they played it off well. Um, but on on motion, can I just say, like, and, and comparing this to Star Trek, if we're you know making some comparisons there, the when he when Spock yelled Khan in Star Trek seemed very forced, but because well, it was it was it was, very it was forced yeah, to be it, I, I did not. Oh, you mean from a story perspective? Sure. Yeah. yeah okay. I it's the emotionless I Spock. Well, um, if he's gonna I, yell something, <laughs> I felt a lot less forcing from this yelling at the end of this movie. Oh, from from mm. Cal From oh, completely. Okay. I bought that. Yes. Yeah. It was. It was. This is the end of my people. Like that was. And, and to me, that was when fantastic. you were saying that it went against his canon of not killing. For me, and obviously spoilers. And I'll, I'll yeah. cut that in earlier. That this is going to be. Spoilers. I mean, come on. You're listening to our podcast. You know. <laughs> you, you know we're spoilers. But that's why, to me, it was the antithesis. Yes, he killed, but he hated oh, himself yeah. for doing it. He he was destroyed by that, and I thought it was fantastic. Yeah. You know. And and. and from also, that, I was almost convinced they were going to cut to where those people were, almost getting lasered, and that he had pulled the laser blast into the maxed I, I kept waiting for yeah. that to happen. But actually, if you look the way it traced, it should yeah. have happened that Unless way. Unless it was just slightly up. Yeah. But even so, I was like, I was waiting for them like all to be decapitated laser yeah. I think yeah. the reason they didn't show them was for you to just be like, yeah, they did. Did that happen? I saw some black smoke But, but also, the it's beginning. the, my people are dead. I was the hope for my people, and I just yeah. eradicated them. Yeah. Well, uh, kind no, of. Because it's yeah. this tearing feeling with him the entire time. Should I Should I protect Earth or should I protect the, the dual nations, you know. Yeah. Well, not to mention, it. it fi- I didn't even pick up on it. And, I, you know, it, I, like, it was obvious, but I, it, I guess not for me when Zob was all like, this is what I was made for. And Was it the it first, second, me. third, or fourth, or fifth time he reiterated the same speech that you, that you well, picked but up he, on? It, it, that I was think, a little weird. Because, like, think, we yeah. get it. You're you're a hero in your own mind, and more, probably more justifiably than a lot of no. But I think that last mind. time it finally clicked that he was genetically designed right. to be oh, yeah. a hero. Right, yeah. and the that, babies were men. Yeah, with the whole baby. Yeah. Thing. This is what he was created before As birth Jor-El to was, do. You know, yeah, which which created before birth. Should we get into that thing that <laughs> you said you were going to talk about? No. Well, okay. So there, going into this movie, and I don't know your background. I know hmm. your he background goes to in Christian school. Movie. He goes to Christian okay, school. Okay, so we all even though I'm sure we're all in very different places currently, all raised in religious yeah. foundations, mm-hmm. whatever. So it was very clear to me, not just from stuff I had read behind the scenes, but just from watching the trailers, there's a lot of religious imagery, yeah. particularly a Judeo-Christian imagery, a lot of, I believe, positions of the cross stuff, but also there just was, general... Yes, in, in literal mes- stained messianic glass. Messianic, right. Christ-like imagery. Not to mention the S being like a, the cross symbol and the whole hope thing. Right. And, yeah. Sure, I, I can buy that. Um, it's the Christian narrative. Yes. Yeah. Savior. That, that kind of just basic thing. That said, so I went into this movie expecting just wall-to-wall eye-rolling from me and a lot of people in the crowds of, come on. But, See, I didn't pick up on any of that beforehand, so I came in completely different But way. I think they just pretty much took all those moments and put them in the trailer, because it wasn't yeah. that overbearing. It's there if you want to look for it, but it wasn't nearly as overbearing as I was expecting going yeah. into the movie. Mm-hmm. So it didn't, it didn't bother me, but like you're saying, created before birth, sent from his father to save another yeah. race. And Which, I mean, I think has, from the beginning of Superman, kind of been the idea. Yeah. In a way, I mean, created by two Jewish men. Which is interesting. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, Siegel and Schuster. No, I don't know these things. And Canadian. 
Canadian Jewish people. Well, that's just a whole different different story. So it's just funny that the that the very uh, messianic type. Messianic truth, American American way. Yeah, Yeah. figure, which that was an add-on later, the American way part. But just interesting, created by two uh, non-U.S. citizen, non-Christian foreigners. (laughs) Look, I don't mean that that in a derogatory way, but they're not from our native country. They're the least aliens. um, And I believe at the time they sold Superman to DC, and that's, of course, Which, can I say, I like old school, like, I wish he was action comic style jeans and t-shirt, which I like that they touched on with the kid in the end, Mm -hmm. but... Every time he punches someone, it goes, pow! Yeah, that's Batman. That's Batman. 60s Batman TV show. Like, I, I like that look, and I think that's a more realistic look than what he was wearing in the... In the movie, I bought it in the context of the movie, though, because mm-hmm. yeah, the 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 suit, which it wasn't even like a super suit, had a very uh, well conveyed, very clear origin and reason for existing, and it just which being is really good. They very basically well Kryptonian underwear. Yeah, I mean, that's well, basically that's what it is. You know that you put armor and stuff on top of that yeah. he just wasn't wearing, but it was basically just you know a, a Kryptonian onesie. Yeah, it and really was. It so really its was. alien nature was. I totally bought it in the context of the movie. Yeah. And comics might feel a little bit differently if it's the Martha Kent knit it version, or not knit, but which, yeah, version, which is the birthright story where yeah. she actually knitted it. Or where it was his blanket and a, you know, It's whatever. the jeans and t-shirt of Krypton. <laughs> yeah, 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 pretty much, yeah. yeah. So who else has a... Gen- not, no, we're done with Kevin, general, so Kevin, just specific thanks. things. Kevin, you've been quiet. Yeah, I can, uh, I guess, clarify what I said before, um, really stressing the fragmentation of it. Uh, Narratively. Yes. Like how they yeah. jumped around all the time. Yeah, because like, like I said, I don't know a lot about comics. I know some movies. This was a two and a half hour movie. Long. Yeah, it was long. And it was unnecessarily long. I think uh, a lot of the complaints I have with movies nowadays is that the long parts are too long and the short parts are too short, which sounds obvious, but... Uh, <laughs> wow! The, the, not, a lot, not enough of what you liked and way yeah, too much of what you did The things that yeah. I liked, I liked the beginning scene. Pierce, I know you didn't like that at all. The on Krypton. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I liked uh, all the flashbacks that they had. I thought those were the best part of the movie. The, oh, the I, liked, the I liked the flashbacks. You did some very uh, good Running around there. with the dog, the tornado scene. I thought uh, and it was again, wonderful. anything the with... with um, who played Jonathan Cunningham, you said it before? Uh, Kevin Costner. Anything with Kevin Costner was pretty much fantastic, mm-hmm. you yeah. know. Yeah, I wish they delved into a lot more of that, especially me not knowing a lot of the origins. And then, um, a, a huge complaint I have, the whole uh, love thing with him and Lois Lane uh, just appeared. Yeah. They, they really did not explain that at all. I mean, obviously, yeah. you know, it's Superman and Lois Lane, they're going to And it's And it's a high-energy moment. That's what I took Where they as, then like a, yeah. basically rip off Speed 1 <laughs> <laughs> with with the, you know, uh, yep. relationships born out of high-stress uh, situations it's never last. From here. Yeah. yeah, I was like, that line did not what? That was a very David Goyer eye-rolly line for me. But I thought his worked. response worked. Yeah, well... It, I think her line worked because they kind of realized, like, we're really just kissing because the world almost ended and then we're not dead right now. Yeah, like, it's like a yeah. guy coming home from battle in World War Two. He's going to kiss the first woman it's, he sees. It's the Times Square yeah. GI kissing the nurse yeah. picture, basically. Yeah. Now, I will say, mirror that with what I, again, you know, after that scream, what I felt was a really heartfelt embrace there at the end which you know I completely bought that whole thing and I will admit I teared up a little bit there where there were a number of moments in this movie I teared up yeah yeah uh but him just holding her and like I just thought that was the romance part of it that I really believed as opposed to the end of the you know wow we should just make out now because I'm like my heart's racing kind of thing. <laughs> and part of that I feel like was slowly developed through the entire movie the fact that his primary interaction with a woman was 
every time with her. Yeah. You know, she was taken onto the ship with him. He saved her as she was plummeting back to Earth. Every time he was saving a woman, it was her. Yeah. It just, and it from felt, that, it was, it was it one of those... Forced. It I did. Know. It felt a stressed bit. and forced. You know, she didn't have to be on that ship. They didn't even explain why she was really there. They didn't even use her as, like, a bargaining chip. Yeah. Well, I mean, I understand why she That's wanted thought... to go, but why did they... Yeah. Why like, did he wants the girl to go. If it had been a bargaining chip, it made perfect sense. They'd never That's, met. Uh, That's what I thought it was going to be. It was just to get the story Maybe there's a deleted Although, scene. you know what? They did say that they read her mind as well as they read his. Yeah. Well, that's true. I didn't even remember them doing that. No, they didn't show it. She said, they, I'm sorry they did this to me. He's like, don't worry about it. They did Wh- it to me which too. Is, which is when, when he was in that pile of skulls, which was the whole mind. Yeah. Thing. When they yeah. were trying to find the codex. Okay. Uh, also was a little upset with that whole thing. Uh, and just like... like the uh, codex or... The, the mind, the skull scene that they had. That was very Terminator. That was very Terminator too. Yes, yeah. absolutely. <laughs> Right down to the swing set. In the <laughs> that, was, that was actually what sold me because I'm all like, "There's a decaying swing now, set." Now that that scene, they, they that scene re- recalled a scene trip. earlier in the movie <laughs> where um, Space Ghost Jarrell relays his. For a second, I thought of like Space Ghost, 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 Ghost. where he relays his version of events to Kal El, the, the hologram yeah. Jarrell, mm. starting to Kal El. And giving him his version of events, it was kind of a callback to that scene in in the visual thing. What did you think about that? Because I thought it was visually very interesting, but I wasn't sure that I totally bought it as organically existing within this environment. Like, yes, it did set up that the Kryptonian nanobots or whatever can do whatever they want. Yeah, but it was a little bit I strange. It was beautiful, but weird. I. I bought it. I loved their tech. I love fluid-looking alien tech, um, and it also looked very toss. If for you know some yeah. kind of players out there, uh, I bought that kind of like beady look, just because he because he is he was the ship at that point. He had full control over that, and and I just think it worked in kind of like a hologrammy way. And I was so happy they explained. Very clearly later that he was in the the key because yeah. I got it, but I was like, I can see so many people being very confused by mm-hmm. why is he here right now? We saw him die. Yeah, and luckily again, half an hour hour later they explain it, but it was still right. I I, I felt very I felt pain for the rest of the audience who doesn't watch as much <laughs> sci-fi stuff yeah, as I do. Who yeah. didn't pick up on um, that. until they again explained it, yeah. and there was a couple things like that. I was like, wow, they're not going to explain that ever, and then they eventually did. So. Yeah. But uh, anything else coming? Yeah, I would also say, uh, until, like, the last quarter of the movie, uh, I don't think they really went into the whole good guy, bad guy thing. I was when you actually, say good guy, bad guy, you mean... Superman and Zod. Their dichotomy. Yeah, I, I think... Uh, I wouldn't say that I'm surprised that Superman chose the path that he did, obviously, he's Superman. Uh, but I don't think they gave enough character reasoning for him to follow the path that he did. The, all the scenes that they showed was him being repressed by the Earthlings and... Uh, just his his past being just so much hatred and terribleness, and then this this new guy comes with all this like fancy tech that no, that's fine. Along with his origin story, and they never really have an interaction where Superman would believe that Zod is truly evil. They talk about it with the um, well, the there one is interview the whole, room. They're like, I, I don't there think is the whole I'm going to kill everyone. Yeah, on I don't think planet. he thought. I don't think he thought he they was were evil until there was a pile of skulls that he sunk into. That, that's a pretty good. That scene. Oh, you're evil, <laughs> aren't you? Like, <laughs> but they. 
Yeah, first, 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 I thought you were just a goth kid, no, but no. I, 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 I was talking about his distrust of him. I was like, you never met the guy. And then yeah. there's, there's also no the you into a pile of skulls. That was after. And, and he didn't but, actually do it. It was just in Not to head. mention... All right, so let me, let me just say, one, right before he met Zod... Not right before, but his dad was all like, Zod's a bad guy. Like, and did reinforce that. Number, yeah. number one. But I, I agree with what you're saying to an extent about his why is he good. Mm-hmm. Just because... Like, as much as Kevin Costner added, like, I thought they could have done a little bit more with him. In that, like, Kevin Costner was very much like, don't don't show it, don't show it, don't show right. it. But it would have been a little bit more the, you know, always do what is right um, kind of thing. Like, Yeah, they there were a few comments in there by him that was, you know, the man you grew up to be, whether it's good or bad, is going to change the world. Yeah. You know, he didn't even try and impress into him. <laughs> I wanted you to punch this him perfection. Too. Yeah. This perfect, this perfect paragon of society. Like, he didn't raise Superman to be a good guy. He raised him to be an individual, which is why and, I'm confused. And raised him with self control, right? Which yeah. I think was the the big thing for that. And I mean, it's also. I would say probably explains a lot of Clark slash Kal-El's psychological damage as an adult is due to being forced to repress everything that is him, which granted works as allegory for all kinds of of identity issues, and I thought that came across very well. But while, while I respected Kevin Costner and thought he did a great job and respected his point of view as a character, I was also like... Yeah, you can't use your super strength to hurt this bully, but you could give him a 10% Kryptonian punch like a normal kid. Not that I'm advocating violence, but you could stand up for yourself without lasering him, you know? That's even more self-control. Which is is why I would have liked to have seen more Birthright-esque discovering himself. Like... And there was actually one scene that, that came, it was pretty much straight out of, of Birthright when he was flying through Africa. And Birthright, for anybody who doesn't know, was a miniseries, origin... Issues, I want to say. Yeah, it, origin story for Superman written by Mark Waid in 2008, 2009. Somewhere in there. Right? Somewhere in there, which is considered very good. It's also considered, like, not necessarily the most recent canon origin. I'm sure but it is. I thought it was the canon right now, but... With DC Who Knows, yeah. but it's 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 widely Since respected as one of the best yeah. uh, origin stories for Superman. But, so basically there is a pretty much straight from that uh, comic scene where he's flying, and in, in, in Birthright he's actually flying with zebras. Talking about how he's made a lot of new friends and whatnot. Um... <laughs> you saying zebras, I f- forgot about this till now, <laughs> and you kind of almost, uh, Dylan, you almost reminded me of this when you mentioned that Hans Zimmer di- scored the line. Can right. You... Zimmers and zebras? I'm confused now. In, on Krypton, in the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> when, Those giant turtle when Kal-El is born and Jor-El holds him up yep. and it cuts to <laughs> yeah, outside yeah. Yeah. and a, a Kryptonian ox turtle thing does <laughs> this kind of, and I was like... Is this the freaking lion? <laughs> I was like, you've got to be kidding me. The and monkey I mean, comes up with the shaky stick. And it, and it didn't like go too far with or anything, but it was just that one moment where I was like, that what was another the purpose of, little bit know, of an allegory. I was like, what? <laughs> what in the world? Yeah, it's all allegory. I was like, that's that's a Goyer yeah. going too yeah. far with the eye roller thing. But, but yeah, so 
Uh, Borderline facepalm. I would have liked to have seen a lot more of him discovering himself, like more of him on the boat. Like I loved that that scene where he rescued the the guys oh, yeah. from the. Uh, See, that was a portion where I was pretty much bored, even with the action. Really, that, I yeah. I thought it was beautiful. I thought you know it was just great. It's a good way to show that the uh, the suit wasn't padded. He really was that buff. Yeah, I'll give you that. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know how much of that was even that was still real, but dudes in shape. I, I believe it, but, dude, his arms were like circles. Dude, he was like a D cup. Yeah, <laughs> he, he really he, was. He nearly rivaled Chris Hemsworth as Thor in oh, the yeah. giant bicep category. Yeah. Um, yeah. Going back to Jonathan Kent for a second, and you're yeah. saying, you know, it was, and I, Dylan, you said as well, and Pierce, you said a version of this, but it was different in that I have not seen this version of Jonathan Kent before. It may have been done before, I don't know. Sure. But where it wasn't, and I think you used the, the term paragon of good or something. Nope, but I like. Oh, that. it was Dylan. Okay. Did it, but I like that. It wasn't that. It was more of a fear. It was yeah. a. It wasn't. It wasn't the Uncle Ben. The worst versions of which Uncle Ben. I, which I was the worst versions yeah. of of Jonathan Kent, where he's he just always has the right answer, and he's always for truth and justice, and he's always for good. Yeah. It was this. America. It was a. It was a justifiable fear of a. Clark, I do not know the answer. Yeah, that's true. I just know that I'm terrified of finding out why you're still a child. And he didn't say yeah. it in so many words, yeah. but that was the kind of overall thing And of the, I'm terrified for your safety and my safety and your mother's safety. And we have to wait kind of till you're an adult, till you can make decisions for yourself, yeah. you know, legally type speaking, before we can even approach this because... I don't want your childhood ruined yeah. just because of who you are. And even Which, again, goes to the allegory and all that kind of stuff, yeah. both the spiritual and just uh, you know identity issues allegory. And I thought, fantastic. It wasn't, I have all the answers. It's that I'm honest enough to admit I don't have the answers, which is a quality I respect in characters when they give them to Well, me. also, I think he just wants... And, and in people in real life. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I, think was, I think it was a fear of the unknown and that he didn't want... He wanted to keep his son safe. He didn't yeah. want the government to roll in and take him away and dissect him. Like like that, they would with any other superhero. Which Yeah, which they've tried to do so many times over. And all the superheroes <laughs> are like, nah, nah bro. Or, no. <laughs> Handcuffs, but, nothing. Yeah. That was that was beautiful. He was like, oh, hey, I'm just going to move my arms. But like, um, what was I going to say? I don't remember, so I want to say how much they hated IHOP in that movie. <laughs> <laughs> See, I heard some people complaining about the product placement of IHOP. I was going to say, for that. me, it just you know having IHOP or Sears or Seven yeah. Eleven or anything else in the movie. Yeah. It just made me okay. buy it as a no, place. The one, the one I didn't buy is that freaking Superman drinks Budweiser. I'm like, but I didn't nope, notice that. Nope, Superman. But that's because you're a beer snob. <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly. Somebody paid for that one. Well, I just can't. I'm not going to guess they have much better than Budweiser on a fishing trawler. Well, no, my, my thing is, Point my made. thing is, he, with his, like, metabolism and everything, like, I can't imagine alcohol does anything to him whatsoever. Well, like, hydrates. he would have to drink, like, a handle. Dehydrates. No, it still hydrates. It's still a net positive. It doesn't hydrate you as much as water, but it doesn't actively dehydrate It's a diuretic. It doesn't matter. It's still hydrating you. Diuretics do not dehydrate you. They just make you pee. You still absorb. absorb. We can go into this later. You still, uh, you still absorb the water. Yeah. I like that sentence. Not as much as pure H2O, but it's still... Please don't... Uh, listeners, I just pray that Jordan doesn't cut this and you actually get to hear this part, because this could be, in, uh, you know, informative. What about me. hydrosis? Yes. Or hydrolysis? Yeah, hydrolysis. hydrolysis. Anyway, 
But anyway, so yeah, no, I the the Sears one, like there were a couple shots where they were like, let's seriously lingle linger over the word Sears. See, I didn't even yeah, catch. I, didn't I only knew that. Sears was in it because I'd seen a couple yeah. behind the scenes things where they okay. showed you other angles of scenes. I was like, oh, Sears is there, but I didn't notice Sears once in the movie. Yeah. I noticed the LexCorp logo, which yeah. and yeah. Even the Wayne logo which way more than I'm surprised by the not even a mentioning of childhood Lex. Like, that hmm. that surprised That me. only exists in certain versions of the origin, though. I thought it was pretty much every version they, they were at least familiar with each other from a young age. And the, the, even... the original version of Lex had hair. Well, that's true. <laughs> you know, and and so he was, so he was a fat up, man but, with hair. Yeah. But even, like, you know, and I'm not even talking, like, Smallville, which, you know, I don't know if there was any... I, I didn't watch Smallville, which is something I've been meaning to go back and I've seen handfuls uh, of episodes. I'm just curious if there were any throwbacks to Smallville itself. So, oh, to the show? To the show. Oh, it's not the same continuity. No, but Actor I just didn't similar. know if they would uh, throw it back. Yeah. The, the, oh, there was a mention of Lana Lang, yeah. which isn't a Smallville exclusive thing yeah, by exactly. any stretch of the imagination. The only, like, Smallville exclusive thing I could think of would be, like, if they introduced Chloe. Yeah. Uh, that's about it that I can think of. That's true. The the product placement was, was kind of whatever, and, and, and I didn't notice really any, other than some birthright, throwbacks or call outs. There were some it. speeches, monologues that were taken almost word for word. From That's people. very true. That's very true. The whole, you, you know, you, I want to be my, you know, why can't I just be your son? You are my son. And the Jor-El, um, they will run behind you, they will stumble, they will fall, but yes. eventually they will join you in the sun. It's almost word for word from They will join you in the sun. That was a beautiful, yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, but, yeah, see, overall it was, it was beautiful. Like, even if you, you know, can you at least admit that it was beautiful, Kevin? Visually. I think, yeah, the effects were good. They were not. And you, had, I'll add this in for now. You had mentioned the uh, the 3D part. Uh, I hate when things are like 3D and obviously can't see me, but I'm stretching my hand towards the screen. Um, <laughs> we'll make a video podcast just for Kevin. Yeah, just like woo. Uh, there wasn't really any of that though. There's a couple the, points where they were flying at you. No, and that's what I like. The very beginning, especially when Jarrell was was falling. There was debris flying through the okay, screen. Okay, I, 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 like I didn't really. Pick there up were a few that. really strong points at the beginning. Um, over the city in Krypton, but aside from that, as they got to Earth and everything, there was little to nothing. Yeah, it was really just depth perception. Towards the end, That's there's the, like in the final Zod Superman fight, where they're that just awesome, like, punching each other through. I mean, Metropolis was essentially leveled in this movie. Yeah, I was about to say, is this Coast City? I'm confused. Yeah. They, they basically aimed for every building, but there was a few times where they're <laughs> coming I'm like, you've got to be killing millions of people yeah, as you're yeah, flying through. I'm yeah. like, mm-hmm. Superman, you're supposed to be saving these people. Oh, you are not Generation 1 Hundreds of thousands okay. of people yeah. died in this movie. Yeah. And Superman killed him over three. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yep. I'm like, come on, Superman. You're supposed to be saving these people. Yeah, that's argued against as part of part of the canon. You know, he's not. He's supposed to protect the city. Well, yeah. And but I mean, this he's is also supposed to go out of his way, even even for the buildings. He doesn't like destroying the buildings, but I don't know that all of it was his choice. Of a lot of time, like ninety percent of the time, he was the one being thrown through a building. Yeah, yeah but can't, I was still surprised you... he never tried to like catch a helicopter or a building or something. I was assuming that um, would happen ever. There was a few times the... where he would jump in front of things. Like there was a time where Feyora was about to, yeah. or no, no, Feyora pulled a Hulk on a Hulk on the one jet. And then the other guy whose name I forget, but the big dude, yeah. Yeah. went to pull a Hulk on the second jet, yeah, and Superman and like, nope. grabbed them out of the way and threw yeah, them in the Yeah, there were plenty of times where yeah. somebody but was I mean, in danger and Superman took out the villain. Yeah. Plane has Christopher two Maloney. People. You know. Plane has, two, Plane has people. two people. That building had several over, thousand. Yeah. Although, 10, I mean, people. at that point, like, at that point, Kryptonian one-on-one battles aside, 
that the world engine had already been leveling buildings and people had been fleeing, so I'm going to hope most of those buildings were evacuated, and if they weren't, those people were probably dead already. We can just yeah. take solace in the fact that this was fiction, so no one actually... Yeah. yeah. It's not yeah. even a real city. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's a metropolis. No humans were harmed in the making. What did you think... Now, now, Pierce, you talked about the... the uh, you love the malleable feel of the Kryptonian tech. What did you think about like the actual on-Krypton... Look, I loved how it was very techno-organic. It was, which, you know, which everything yeah, kind of I mean, felt of a piece. Yeah, which, I mean, I've mentioned before, I like, you know, organic stuff. Like, you know, I like the Zerg, I like the Vong, like... And so it definitely had that feel to it, which I really liked, where it was organic, but it was still technical. Um, I, th- I didn't like their little floaty things that, like, Laura was all like, look behind you, how would you see behind him? Like, would with, you have, with, like, a bead layout of With all the, the FaceTime? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> that, that bothered me. Although I did well. like the kind of callback to that where Lois is getting in the pod and he's like, move your head to the left. Why? And then the punch yeah. comes yeah. through him. Yeah. That was great. That was cool. That was very good. But Although, it looked like Feyora had punched... I think it was Feyora. Either Feyora or one of the other female yeah. ones. There's only one female. So no, there was a couple. Because the two that got out of the shuttle when they picked up Superman in the desert were both female. Right. Oh, okay. I, um, I didn't correct. pay attention to the second. But uh, I don't think she's ever given even yeah. a line maybe one line in the movie but it looked like they were punched through the back of the pod yeah, yeah. right before she's going through and that was never she wasn't getting sucked out of the hole or anything well no I think she the punched setting on fire and fragments right I think she down. was she punched through one of the layers like if there okay, were two that, layers that with electronics in between she punched through one of the layers which disabled stuff which is why it wasn't perfectly okay, protective that makes sense yeah because every other time a Kryptonian thing came through the atmosphere you know it was getting hot but it was going mostly fine. You right. Know. You could tell well, that the cell was down. Apparently Superman's uh, escape pod doesn't have landing gear or a, a landing procedure. It just hits the ground and survives. Yeah. Which but I think is fairly standard for Superman, which is but actually, it's yeah. weird. It is really weird. It's just... Yeah, yeah, there are no traces hours. of damage to Superman's pod. It was dirty, but I mean, that was also <laughs> under underground in a barn for... 33 years. Right, but they were re-examining it the entire time. No scratches, dense. Uh, less like, gravity and stuff. It was probably... It's it was Kryptonian. It's, yeah, it's, it's true. It's true. It's built like Superman. Stronger. Yeah. Well, yeah, because that's the thing. It's been in the sun for so long that it just... Well, no, because then... It's in a barn. That's That was my that was my only problem, that Superman, who had been on the Earth for 33 years, his powers were at the same level as Zod's, who had been there for like couple days. Yeah. Still absorbing the same rays. I did like how they uh, bifurcated the powers which I thought was interesting, where the super strength, basically all the heightened abilities were solar radiation-based. Yeah. But the laser vision and x-ray vision... They never did um, it's like Frost puberty. Breath, by the way. Which but that I was, was all, surprised. That I was, was very all, surprised by that. Yeah, especially because I thought he was going to use that when he was going to laser the people. Yeah. But all th- those... Basically, the eye-based powers and the hearing, yeah. those were based on the atmosphere. Yeah. And I thought mm-hmm. that was very interesting and used effectively in the movie. Yeah, I, I definitely agree. And and I liked that explanation, too, of the rich atmosphere and everything. And it gave them a way to not use kryptonite, but use something similar that would be able to affect him, but not affect the Kryptonians. Yeah. And they were affected in different ways that didn't affect him. Yeah. You know. And I like the and flashbacks. Also, it was kind of seen as Superman's puberty. Yeah, although oddly <laughs> happening, like, when he's seven. But, hey, yeah. he's not human, so whatever. Yeah. Um, you know, you're saying you didn't like that their powers were equal to him after only being on the Earth for a yeah. few days. But... Do keep in mind, like Zod said, they were the warrior class. They've all been bred to fight the whole time. Oh, yeah. He's never thrown a punch because oh, his yeah. dad kept browbeating him to not. <laughs> I'm not talking about 
mastery of powers, but I mean just level, like biologically. I mean, but they were literally bred, not not even with the training, but they were literally bred to be the strongest of Kryptonians. Well, yeah, he was an actual genetic offspring of yeah. two scientists. So, yeah. He was just Jor-El's mistake. Yeah. But no. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That other child. <laughs> but I do think that's interesting, though, that when you think about it, like, Jor-El was designed to be the head scientist. And you it almost has, like, this, like, you know, predestined thing where he was predestined to then make this child. Like, when they created... Predestined him, to break destiny. Yeah, exactly. I don't know. I kind of saw it the other way around. He, like, he, was, he was predestined and broke destiny anyway. Okay. Or, he, yeah, he... he like, his showing that purpose. there is a flaw in the system. Sure, okay. I, I could buy like that he as has well. free will, even though the entire thing was or, planned out. Or it just wasn't breaking destiny at all, and this was predestiny from the beginning. Yeah, like, yeah. the computer system was like, these two people, when they get together, will actually have their own child, and they knew it. Yeah, <laughs> and, like, the computer was all like, yeah, we're gonna die, so we gotta do something about this. All right, make Jor Allen Laura... Like, yeah. you know, so. <laughs> Planet's almost gone. Somebody's got to do it. Why ah. is their computer filing system a skull? A very old skull? Yeah, that DNA. was not explained. I took, yeah, I took it as DNA. From a really old bone? <laughs> yeah, it, it looks like what, what recent scientists have seen as, like, the earliest humans. Yeah, but then why was everything mm. well, was derived right. well, different? Right. That would, so, everything would be the same You'd sex. think you'd want to be using the newer DNA from the from the uh, per- perfected ones. You'd mm-hmm. want to be, like, taking each perfected my, generations. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be Superman fanboy here a little bit. My take on that was, it was a... They're very traditional and looking forward. They're, like, a people that are very big on their history and how far they've come. And so that's how I how I took that. Where this is as far back as we know. And that's why it was important, because it's it's that whole tradition, because that's why the S is so important. It's not only hope, but it's the hope throughout their time. I took it well, as... Well, so, for, for the L family, sure. Yeah. You, well, even... even uh, they, they mentioned it for the L family, and I'm going beyond just the movie, you know. But, it, you know, it's for the people in general. But, yeah, so... Going back to the Christ-like imagery. Yes. Did you see... You saw Prometheus, right? I might have even seen it with you. Which, I saw actually, it. I meant to mention Prometheus because... That tech reminds me very much of the forerunner. Very H.R. Yeah. Geiger, very... Um, oh, I love him so much. Very uh, vaginal imagery in all of the all the All ships. the doors. I'm just like, <laughs> oh, really, dude? Like, really? The doors and, have to be shaped like that? the Phantom Zone <laughs> pods? Yeah. I saw that. I was like... <laughs> What now? Yep. Is this um, phallus? <laughs> no, 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 no. That opposite for them. They're yeah. very phallic. Drop ones. No, the, the, ones, the ones that they that... went up in. The the ones when they got put, put up in the goo and then put into the. Uh, the oh, see, I was thinking oh. the feely thing with all the tendrils that was all. Well, like, that's yeah. Yeah. the one that she got punched but, through. Was like so anyway, there's the, you you saw Prometheus, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know the whole which <laughs> I thought about multiple times through this movie. The kind of whole cut subplot that's still kind of there that. Jesus was one of the uh, one of the one of the forerunners, or whatever. Yeah, whatever yeah. they call it. I forget off the top of my head. Um, did you notice that the for, the essentially Fortress of Solitude Genesis ship that was hidden in the ice in uh, Canada, Arctic Circle was? I don't I don't know if they said exactly. It was what something it was. like Canada. Arctic I, I think Circle. they did yeah. say it was Canadian it was land. Canada. Yeah. Where you know wherever it may, may yeah. have been in Canada, it's a big place. Uh, fun fact. Um, 
Fun fact, Canada is big. It's bigger than Texas. One of the pods, you know, he looked at all the pods. They were all closed. Yeah. Except for one, one and, and the people in them were dead. Were they trying to give, like, a not, because they said it had been there for 18,000 years, so yeah. not like it was Jesus, like the whole um, cut Prometheus plot line, but that, like, human beings are evolved from... Originated from Or Krypton. something, mm. or that Kryptonians had, were involved had, at some point. I tried to figure out what yeah. that was. I was kind of hoping they would touch on it again at some point, but See, no. at first Maybe that, that was Superman deceptive. Too. At first that was deceptive, because I thought that was the whole... Like mistake with his father because when he, he when he put the chip in and his father appeared, I was like, oh, his father was the one who came out. His father actually escaped and didn't the only, die. The only reason but why I like, no, I didn't I go I for that option. was because they had said specifically it was there for 18, for you know thousands of years or whatever. So I was like, so it can't be him. Yeah, know, I guess relativity aside or something, yeah, yeah. but. Well, you you know my thing about they don't introduce something if it doesn't have a purpose. Oh, it's Chekhov's gun. That's a thing like that's a big <laughs> thing to just ignore completely well again yeah. maybe set up for man of steel 2 and that brings me to another because i figure we've talked about almost everything in the movie and if we have more to add fine but okay so you've done this movie you've done the origin you, you had to get that out of the way and people yeah. complain oh superman's origin again it hasn't been done in on the big screen since 1978 so i think we've hit we, we've we've gone past the statute of limitations yep. on redoing yeah. it. I don't have a big problem on that, and most of the origin stuff I was fine with, Surprise even though I was bored small. for stretches. But yeah, yeah, I agree with you. Even with Smallville, like Smallville is a separate thing. So that's out of the way. He fights all these Kryptonians, and that at least gives you a antithesis to Superman Returns, which is Superman gets to punch something, you know, yep. and a lot. There's a lot of space punching in this movie, <laughs> but at the end of this movie, punch that wall. The Kryptonians are either dead, or a couple of them are in a black hole so they can show up in, you know, Man of Steel 5 or whatever. <laughs> the steeliest of men. What do you do for Superman for Man of Steel 2? Yes, they've set up that Lex, Lex. Luthor, exists in this Lex. universe. It's Lex. Yeah. But it's Lex. you've got to, I mean, assuming Zack Snyder comes back for 2, which he's pretty much said he plans on doing, yeah. if, if the script's good enough. He better. This one went well. What possible villain do you have that gives you the same... E- even remotely similar visceral response, you know... Doomsday. Yeah, are they going to do Doomsday no. already? I think no, that's no, the problem no, with Superman, no. like we were saying yeah, from the beginning. This is like the one OP. physical foil you can actually have for him, what aside from... What the heck uh, happens the, now? Yeah. He is the Superman. Okay, what, what, okay. I, mean, I, I'm a sh- I'm, I think I'm going to say the same thing here, because it's kind of based on your own opinions. I think the only thing they can do is just his reactions to society and society looking to him. Because other than that, you can't. But really is make it going to be another real estate scheme from Lex Luthor? Red Sun. Okay, we had this conversation. Red Sun is a chess game, and I understand that. And I think that is what they, if they want to do the next one right, that's what they're going to have to do. If they but that don't doesn't want give it, you that same visceral action feel, which is what they're going for in this movie. Which, which is what people want to see. That's true. He has to punch something. Which, which I think you can. Because Elijah Superman returns. Which I think you can, and I think that's where, it, because in Red Sun, he creates Bizarro, right? Or that, that You legitimately version. see them doing Bizarro on if, screen. Six if, Flags did it. If. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Six Flags did it. It was terrible. <laughs> If I they it. did it like the Red Sun did it. 
where See, I don't not, remember Bizarro's look in that. Where he was, it looked, uh, so basically where US was all like, we need a clone of Superman. Yeah, like, we all, we all, we all, and, and Lex, cold and that's what, yeah, and that's, that's what Lex did. And it, I think they especially set it up that the government doesn't trust Superman. And I think if they hired out Lex to do that, and he's just a failed genetic a copy of him, but then you're I think in you Superman Four territory, which I okay, but I mean you can say that like you can say that about any any villain, like you can make a villain good, you just have to do it right. And at the same time, you can't Agreed. have that government distrust for Superman because in the middle of the movie, Colonel comes to him and says, "This man is on our side." And he fights. Yeah, for, but that dude died. Yeah, that dude died. That dude died. So yeah. there's that. And, and then there's the end where he takes down the drone and he says, "Hundreds of thousands of people trust you." Yeah. No. Well, that that's the, true. He, he seems to be on the good side of the military. Uh, I don't know. Well, I think it it requires public con- opinion. Con- yeah, public opinion, but also, I mean, the government hates what they can't control, and that's a fact about reality. But you yeah. know, but I think it's strongly affected in this movie, and I can see them turning to. Lex saying, I can give you a counter that you can control. Not even as a, we want you to kill Superman, but yeah. more of just a, we need a check slash balance mm. as a, uh, as Precaution. just basically plan B. If yeah. Superman does something interesting for once and actually opposes us, yeah. we need a way to... If Superman stop. does something interesting, which, <laughs> yeah, which, well, which is the interesting thing. That's about, my, super, my anti-Superman. I, 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 in, but, Kevin, yeah. I'll say your thing and I'll say my thing. The, Going off of what you just said, um, I think that could actually be an interesting storyline. Unfortunately, I think Superman stories kind of write themselves, which makes them kind of boring. You know, there's the obvious rise and fall of, is he going to beat the bad guy? He does beat the bad guy. Hooray. Um, uh, the, the the basic generic Power Rangers episode plot. Exactly. Yeah. I think... I get a bigger armor or a different robot. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you need a bigger the first time, but then I figure out your weakness and I beat you. And exactly. they need a bigger spirit bomb. Also, yeah. there's, there's a big fat bully and a skinny bully and they're kind of goofy. <laughs> yeah. They came back for a later season. I'm like, wow, you guys really did nothing with your life. That's sad. <laughs> well, they started in Power Rangers. Well, that's true. That's true. <laughs> it's not exactly opening doors. Yeah. Um, go ahead, Kevin. The thing that I think they can do to change it up and make it different is if they, they somehow had some good story writing and made it somehow Superman against America. I don't know how they could do that. I don't know how. I think that would be an Red interesting... Scott. Shut up. An interesting storyline that they could have. Wait. I doubt they will do that. Which... I think I think you're definitely onto something, and uh, you know to to kind of finish this this thought out. What ha- ended up happening was Bizarro was supposed to represent America, or this version of Bizarro, or whatever, and no one gave him an opportunity to. He wanted to be like Superman. He was a clone of Superman. Wanted to like, express and help people, but all he got was ridicule. And I think you can do the same thing, where America's all like, "We have our own guy." Since you know Superman decided not to technically side with us, no one gives him any, any credit, and everyone just assumes he's the you know enemy of Superman when he's in reality not. And I think you could definitely do that. And I think you could do that well and have it be, you know. Superman versus Lex and America. And unfortunately, yeah. that leaves the door open for kind of like a completely twisted version of Red Sun that completely excludes Russia. Whereas Superman doesn't necessarily turn his back on America, but, you know... America turns his back on him. Yeah. In a way. Yeah, but he also says, you know, I don't work for you guys. Yeah. I may be around when I'm needed, but you have no control over me. So they decide to clone him. So they have a Superman that they can control. You know, no, I, and I, I, I... That leaves room for Bizarre in America completely excluding it. Which, which, which is exactly what Superman needs, is not a v- person to punch in the face, but... That might not be what Superman needs, but that's what the movie needs. 
Yeah, but I that's what audience are pay, audience that's are what's to audience, see. that's what audience will pay to see, but that's not what will make the most compelling story. I agree. Nobody cares. I think, but you have you're right. No one cares. I'm not. It's not like it's a zero sum game. Preferably, you have both, but you need at least the latter. Yeah. Before you, you know, you can, you can sell any saying. tickets. I was just saying, I think this movie proved that you don't need a super solid storyline because I was obviously not a huge fan of this one. But it was. <laughs> I, I, again, I thought the storyline was solid, just paced really weirdly. Yeah. Also, well made, poorly executed. In the in the in the flow, sir. Right. Yeah. I think like visually executed well, acting. Executed oh yeah. Well. But oh, yeah. I I yeah, and I'm going to take the I don't want to say fanboy side, but I I disagree in that I think it was. I mean, you can't scale it like a, you do Avengers because they're two completely different things. I, I would but, compare the action pretty solidly between the two. I thought they were both. On but that I mean, same tone level. tone of the movie in general. Avengers mm-hmm. was all like, you know, team up buddy movie. This was a more somber. Like I, you yeah. know, comparing this to say the Batman movies, this trumps all three of those in my book, hands down. Uh, yeah, I would, I, I would I agree. I wouldn't side with you on that. But yeah, I, no, would, no, I, I would agree. Again, you know, that's that's personality thing and also Batman's so angsty and I hate it. But <sighs> you're angsty. No I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, indeed. If yeah, if the yeah, sequel yeah. comes out and all it is is here's a bad guy, he's better than Superman. Superman does something, punches it more, Superman is now better. I think that would be a terrible story and I don't and I think they know that they would be a terrible story. That sure if it's just that sure that's not a good story. Yeah, but be that's what I'm confused by because that's what you guys are saying is required. I'm saying the punching and I say punching but the it's action is punching. what you need yeah. to get the audience in there and to get and not even for the audience will go to Man of Steel 2 assuming that audience reaction is positive yeah. to this in general. They'll still go even if it doesn't have that. It's Man of Steel 3. Which is, if you have Man of Steel 2, which is chess game between yeah. bald businessman and Superman, they don't come back for three. Right. Yeah. You know. But I'm okay with that. They're going to need to combine Because the aspects. they did two right. But yeah, if they do number two as just an action movie following the, following the idea of the rest of the superhero movies... You're going to have the Transformers problem. Yeah. yeah. You really Again, don't have room for I'm saying for you, w- you need both. I think you need both. Yeah. You absolutely need both. To be a good movie. But you definitely... You can't... Again, you can't cut either one, really. Yeah. You can cut story to a certain extent. You can cut action to a certain extent. But you can't have them only one or the other for a Superman movie. And the good news is they have so much canon to play off of. They have so much they history. They have a lot of history, a lot of canon. The question is how many good villains to see. That's, that's the thing. Yeah. Like, there's not a lot of them that you can do well. You don't want to introduce Are we going to do Mr. Mysticlictics or whatever you pronounce it? I don't know. Pick up the imp from the eighth dimension? Yeah, don't, don't. Just don't. Yeah. You know, you don't touch Doomsday. How about Magog? No. But anyway. On screen, do you see Magog working at all on screen? No. Plus, you need that has to follow like a Justice League movie. You've got to have all yeah. that stuff build up. But see, all right. But if you do Magog, you can movie. do Kingdom Come, and I would. But again, that. that's step twelve. That's you step can't 12, cut yes. to step twelve. Uh, but anyway, beyond beyond that, you can't do Dark Side. You can't do Doomsday. You can't do um, Magog. Uh, Magog. Magog. Like I just like saying like. There's not a lot you can do, but I'm saying I I definitely can see Bizarro being done well. Yeah, you know at least 
by three Luther. Two or three Luther's going to be the bad guy. It's just like... I'm fine with him being a bad guy in the movie. There just needs to be a physical presence as well. Yeah. And I don't Superman even... I don't care if that's Lex at, in, a, in a robo-suit. Which... which give me something. I hope it's not Lex in a robo-suit. Yeah. No, I, I mean, I, I, yeah. I'm being facetious, but... You know. or, or break out one of his magical enemies, you know? Like... Ooh. Which is a really, which is a really that rough world. To break asking into. a lot. I mean, I think, some yeah. movies have been able to do it. Like Thor, if you go the Thor route, where it's magic, it's just science you don't understand yeah. yet. Those are air quotes. Possibly. That you didn't see. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah. I did. I he did leaned and air quoted. I lean. Yes, the lean was very important. Um, <laughs> yeah. It's metatextual, but uh, the magic world would be difficult because that's yeah. that was completely unexplained in this one. I mean, they'd have to give you at least a three-hour and, movie and to, to be honest, justify it, that. To be honest, it doesn't even make sense why he's like allergic to magic. <laughs> allergic. He needs a magical epipen. <laughs> Pretty much. So I like adrenal aspects from a magician. My throat's swelling shut. Because <laughs> there was just a thing I'm... where he and he and Batman were fighting a demon. He's like, "Come on, Batman! I don't know how much longer I can do this." And Batman's like. Just, just kind of do your thing. Just kind of fight him. He's like, it's magical. I can't. Was it Etrigan? <laughs> what? Or, was it Etrigan or a different demon? No, it was uh, called Willow Wisp. It was some weird thing. Oh, yeah, oh, yeah you could do, you could do that. That's a Batman villain, though, more isn't it? Etrigan. He's not even a villain. Christian Bale returns in Man no, of Steel two. He's Etrigan? in Arkham Asylum. That would be amazing. What? That would be incredible. He's a. a he's but, not in Asylum. He might be. In no, City. not in the game, but he's oh. in Arkham Asylum. Last time I checked. No. Etrigan the demon. The, the dude... The guy the who dude, speaks in pentatonic... Yes. Or I, iambic pentameter? pentameter? Yeah, the dude who pentatonic talks in poems. Pentameter. The dude who talks in poems, yeah. he's he's Because he's also the human dude. And he's just living in a fancy... Unfortunately, my the, the scope and breadth of my Etrigan knowledge is not very strong. I was about to say, I know more DC than you do, so... Well, very few non-DC fans could pull out an Etrigan reference well, in that's the first very place. True. That's very true. For any of you who don't understand, or the two of us, two of you sitting here, basically he's this dude that's possessed by a demon that comes out, and he talks in poems. Most of the time. There's 90% of the time. No, 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 there's, there's been long stretches with him where they just completely did away with the rhyming thing. And that's, well, that's dumb. Good. Yeah. But the last time I read him, yeah. um, in I, I would you, have, you would have an easier time introducing him than you would Doctor Strange. You know, following, I think if you do Doctor Strange right, they could probably pull it off. Following the artistry of the entire thing, because this was such an artistic movie and less of a generic superhero movie, anything you do introduce could be creative. Because well, that's true. Yeah. Because they're not. Yeah, you need to have the action, but that's not the focal point. The focal point is the development and uh, surroundings of Superman. So no matter who they introduce ne- next, I mean, yeah, Lex would be the obvious choice because that's what everybody knows. Yeah, unfortunately, it's been done to death. Yeah, but, you know. <laughs> and no, if they do Lex, he has to steal forty cakes, <laughs> <laughs> and that's terrible. <laughs> uh, Google it, folks. It's uh, it's it's worth it's worth the typing time. Uh, <laughs> just Lex Luthor, forty cakes. Um, <laughs> It's, have you seen it? Oh, well, I'll just have to show you some later. It's fantastic. Um, <laughs> we've got a long YouTube night ahead of us. I know that the cake is a lie. I'm not sure if there are 40 lies. Uh, it's, 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 it's just him hauling a that. bunch of cakes, and it's like, Lex Luthor stole 40 cakes. That's four tens, and that's terrible. <laughs> I think that's a word for what it is. It's from this uh, 1978, I think, or somewhere in that realm. Um, DC Dictionary that they put out. It was, it was a children's dictionary uh, using DC characters. And for 40, it was Lex Luthor pulling a, a cakes on a sled <laughs> in, like, a purple jumpsuit. Well, 
That's what he wore back then. That's but yeah. true. Yeah, um, it was very sinestro, <laughs> and it was very. Sinestro. But there's a bunch of other things I found just by googling that dictionary that are just like. A, <laughs> and running jokes like the end. That's yeah. terrible is a running joke in it. It's actually pretty funny. Wow. I think intentionally for the most part. Yeah. Uh, Does anybody else have, have anything else to add about Man of Steel before we? Uh, I think that's cut to the end. Sorry, it was a buzzkill. Yeah. No, yeah, I mean, how dare I, you not enjoy the things I, I enjoy? Again, I, I think this was a net positive for me. I would say yeah. probably like a six and a half out of ten or something. Oh yeah, what would our numbers? Be? I would six see it again. Oh, hold on, I'll, I'll go around this circle. So six and a half out of ten for me probably, but I would probably see it again. Again, I wouldn't do the three D. Um, I definitely recommend IMAX though. It's, yeah. it's at least for your first time seeing it. Uh, maybe now that my expectations are out of the way, maybe I'd feel differently. I don't know, but a lot of it didn't work for me. A, more of it did, and the things that worked really worked well for for me. Again, this is yeah. all subjective. Um, and the score, I, I've got to have that oh, score. Yeah. That was fantastic. That was amazing. And again, I like Hans Zimmer's work. I don't generally think of him as um, emotion invoking. It's more tonal and yeah. percussive. And there was definitely the, the percussion. <laughs> there was definitely Whoa. a lot of percussion in the score, but in a different way. It was much more melodic, yeah, uh, and and tribal than it was That's just ac- accenting and stuff. Very driving, very yes, like, yeah. It was it was punching. You know, it was right. Yeah, it was, was making up for, for the lack of punching in Superman Returns even more. It was like we're going to put punching in the score. <laughs> uh, all the punching. dun 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 dun. I, I was playing air drums on my, or not even air drums. I was playing drums on my leg, just. Yeah, that's true. Through most of this movie, um, whenever the score was going on. It was great. But, uh, yeah, so that's six, just rough six number, and six and a half out of five. Out of five. Again, not out of, positive. Out of ten? Yes. <laughs> what did I say? Five. Six and a half out of five. Oh, six out of five. It was amazing. So that was a 13 out of ten. <laughs> yeah. Um, so net positive. And for me, six and a half is, is decent, you know. Yeah. But not what I was hoping for. Yeah. And again, this is as a non-Superman fan, I was hoping this could be my gateway into a Superman that I cared about at all. Wasn't that. But, mine, I would say, I would probably say nine, personally. Wow, okay, so you really liked it. Even, even, even... Kevin is incredulous. Yes, I know. (laughs) I think, I think they got... And that's terrible. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Yeah, they got Superman right, which is what I was hoping for, uh, in that they got, it was about doing the right thing, about caring for others, you know, putting others first, they got that right. Uh, And artistically, I just can't argue how beautiful it was. Um, And just just that whole thing. Absolutely Uh, gorgeous. And and they did do a good job of introducing different things. Like I I said, I thought the the fight scenes were, I'm kind of like, alright, I get it. But there was enough in the fight scenes where, like, the fighting in the bullets and not caring about that was neat. Or the, you know, when Zod was, like, like animalistically, like, climbing up that building. That was 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 intense. Um, You know, so there was enough that they did keep it different, but... At the same time, I'm like, I, I get it, you're punching each other really hard. Like, you know, I, I was done with it when I watched Advent Children, Final Fantasy movie. Like, I don't need it again now. Yeah. But, um, yeah. So, I, I would say, you know, eight and a half or nine. So, Kev? So, I, I did like the score. Again, clarifying my original thoughts. I do not think that it matched a lot of the scenes behind it. Uh, so, that was one problem that I had. Uh, I thought the pacing was bad. There was There was a lot of times when I just thought things needed to be sped up or slowed down at different points. Uh, so I'd say, all in all, 4.5, and I'm glad that I don't out have... Out of 10. Out of 10. Okay. Yep. Dylan? Um, 
I did really enjoy the movie. Uh, it wasn't the best movie I've seen in a long time, but it did keep my attention the entire time. Uh, I would give it a 7.8. Okay. 0.8. Points would be different. It is rare that I'm the most negative person on something. Yeah, it is, I, I could it is rare. Well, I'm generally very positive. More, he's more oh, that's true. Yeah. Sorry. I'm, Still rare. I'm very tired. But yeah. I'm Kevin. Yeah. Not, yeah. not quite You're an adorable. 8. A little bit above a 7.5. So, 7.8. 8. All, right. All right. So, I think that'll wrap it up for this uh, this episode. I'm yeah. Jordan from Jersey. I'm Pierce from Jersey. I'm Kevin from Jersey. I'm Dylan from Jersey. This has been Jersey Shore. Have a good week, everybody. Thanks for listening to Jersey Shore. You can contact us at Jordan at LegionOfDudes.com. That's J-O-R-D-A-N at LegionOfDudes.com. Or follow me on Twitter at JordanFRMJersey. The following little bit was cut from the episode, kind of a blooper. I wouldn't say it's explicit or not safe for work, but not necessarily family-friendly. So if you're listening to this with your family, eh, the episode's over now. Otherwise, you can listen to this little bit that we cut from the episode. It's funny, just, uh, like I said, not necessarily family-friendly. Either way, enjoy. By the way, just want to throw this in there. I'll probably tweet this later, but if you've ever, if you've ever had a, a desperate need to see baby Superman's penis, <laughs> this movie is your, is your true, dream come true. Like, all you had to do was like put a little blanket right there. Anything. It didn't bother blanket. me in the least, but I was just like, I've never seen that in a superhero movie. Although, yeah. I believe in the 78 Donner film, I believe you also see naked baby Superman. Really? Or actually like naked three-year-old Superman, maybe from behind or something. I don't know. I but I just thought I'm like blanket. So it might I, I did, it might be the world's that. strangest homage. Is what yeah. I'm saying. It was, <laughs> it was the second time that bothered me. The first time yeah. I was like, okay, we get it. It's a baby. It's going to the thing. But then they flash back to the same part, and you're like, cool round two with the penis. And, and, and not to badmouth a a baby, but not particularly super. No, no, I was not impressed. So anyway, don't continue. I, on that note, I wonder what that oh, child. On that note, I wonder on, what, on that exact note, I wonder what that child is going to feel like growing up, knowing that he was baby Superman. I really hope that that wasn't a real child, and that it was a completely digital baby. I, I'm just like, imagining because okay, every, well, that just means that somebody's job was to sit there and digitize a baby penis. <laughs> he, he did it two movies ago with Watchmen. It's true. Well, the the yeah. CGI penile physics in that movie were amazing. <laughs> they were. The are you mechanics alone? It, I was like, you know, I have one of those. That seems very on on point. Wow. Yeah. I'm saying for it to be accurate. Not blue. Mine's not blue. Somebody's, somebody's <laughs> job had to be to look at a bunch of baby penises and decide. Okay, this has gone really dark. I, 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 well, this is probably going to get completely cut. Am I going to a blooper? But, um. I, I didn't think it was CG. I thought it, I, I think in most shots it was a real baby. Right. I was wondering about the baby. It's just and it was out of focus. I mean, there wasn't a close-up. It was <laughs> a hazy something. baby penis. <laughs> 3D IMAX. Hazy baby penis should be, should be your new, like, uh, Lionel Richie cover band or something. Hazy <laughs> <laughs> baby penis. <laughs> okay. And a Go. clear ending for that because we'll probably cut it. <laughs>